And Matthew gave you a nice overview yesterday and and um, also kind of pointed you quite a bit into the feeling of kindness, specifically directed to yourself. I just want to say a little bit more just to add to, to it because I think a lot of you are newer to this practice. Some of you have been doing it for a long time, so bear with me. But as we're cultivating this quality of kindness, it's this really authentic wish for happiness. And it's, it's really something so natural that we all have all the time. We kind of almost forget we have it. Like you see, there were, I was walking down the, I don't know if anybody saw this, but I was walking down the road and there were three little white dogs. Did anyone see the white dogs? And I just, I could just feel my heart just loving those dogs in, the mo- in that moment. They were so cute. Maybe you were all meditating, but anyway, I was walking down there <laughs> and some dog walker with three dogs. Um, and it just, we have this state of, of well-being and wishing well and seeing the goodness, the authentic goodness in someone or in ourselves. And it happens, you know, just in a natural way. And there are practices that can cultivate it more and more so that we get, so that it's not just something that comes occasionally, but it becomes something that we can develop and we can start to have it become more and more of who we are and what our response is. So that when we come up against something that's difficult, instead of blaming ourselves and thinking we failed, we might actually have a response of kindness towards ourselves. And you can do this practice. We'll, we'll see how much we get to today. Um, but you can do this practice for a lot of different people. You can do it for yourself, as Matthew had us do. You can do it for people you love. You can do it for people you, you don't know. You can do it for people that you even have a hard time with, which is a really interesting practice. Try sending kindness to political figures, for instance. <laughs> it's hard. It's really advanced practice. <laughs> But you can do it and see what happens because it's really about this cultivation of our heart. And what we're doing is we're cultivating, we're using words. So Matthew was offering some words last night. I'm going to add more for today. You can use words. You can, you're, you're evoking a feeling, a feeling of kindness that just, just, just right now, everybody, just close your eyes for one moment and think about, or you don't have to close your eyes, but think about someone you love. Like someone, someone when you think of them, you get happy. And this could be a pet. Okay, now notice what's happening in your body. Notice what's happening in your body as you think of this cute white dog. <laughs> okay, stop. So now without a mic, but you can just shout out and I'll repeat. What did you feel in your body? Warmth. Warmth. Expansion. Expansion. Lightness. Softness. Joy. That's it. You got it. (laughs) We're done. Okay, we can leave. (laughs) Um, It's it's a very body-based feeling that we're cultivating. It's not, we can sometimes think of kindness as a concept, but it's actually, it's a a physical reality 
that we are going to access and use words. You can also use images. You can be creative about it. You can come up with some people see images or have memories or there's all sorts of ways that that it comes to us and it all is good. So it, so when you're doing the mindfulness practice and you start having images and memories and stuff, we kind of have you notice that and come back to the present moment. When you're doing this practice, if that evokes more of the feeling of kindness, then really let it be there. Just you can keep going with it. So the last thing I'll say before we jumped into it, and Matthew was pointing to it yesterday, is that sometimes we do this and nothing happens. Or even worse, you feel like the opposite of loving kindness. You feel miserable. I don't deserve this. This is terrible. I'm, a, you know, whatever. It, anything can happen. And this is actually part of the practice. It's part of... Matthew called it purification, right? It's part of you get to see what gets in the way of your ability to love. And then you kind of stay with it. You can bring mindfulness to it. You can bring kindness to the absence of kindness. And I'll show you how to do that in a little while. You can be with that. And some people, I forgot to add this, some people hate this practice. (laughs) Just warning you, there are people sitting in this room who are like, please don't make me do this practice. Stay, don't leave, but I'm just telling you, it's okay. It's totally fine. It's not for everybody. And sometimes we infuse the spirit of kindness into our practice without doing it so explicitly. And sometimes over time, it becomes more alive to you as you continue. But if you're having a reaction to it, you can just sit and do mindfulness and ignore me completely. Okay. So we'll go into the practice. We'll try it for a bunch of different kinds of people and pets and so forth and see what happens. All right. So let's settle back in a way that's um, comfortable. As we talked about last night, it's hard to generate any kind of kindness for anybody if you're feeling uncomfortable in your own body. So comfort the best you can, which I know is hard at the end of the second day of a meditation retreat. Just taking a few breaths and feeling your body present. Noticing the connection of your feet or legs on the chair or cushion. Checking into yourself and seeing what is happening for you right now might even notice your heart area. Is there any kind of uh, particular emotion? Maybe there's even some sense of kindness present. So let's do what we did a few minutes ago and bring to mind someone you love Someone that when you think of them, you get happy. Usually someone who's not too complicated and it could be your good friend or a teacher you love or child, baby, or dog, cat, other animal. So let this person or animal come to mind 
and you can see, sense, or feel them in front of you. And as you think of them, you can notice what's happening inside your body, feeling. People mentioned warmth, expansion, joy, maybe a smile to your lip, to your lips. And so as you imagine this loved one here, I'm just going to say some phrases and I'll say these phrases and you can repeat them in your mind. And you can use my words or if you decide you want to make up your own words, that's fine too. May you be safe and protected. And just imagine this loved one being really safe really protected. What would that feel like for them? May you be happy and peaceful. You have a sense of them being at peace, happy. May you be healthy and strong. Think of this loved one, strength, health, robust. May you be at ease. May you live life with ease. And then imagining Ease, what we sometimes call the ease of well-being. The ease of well-being in this person or animal's life. Now just kind of check in with yourself and notice what happened as you said these words. As you imagined this for that loved one. And so let's just start repeating it in our mind. Using my words or using your own words. May you be safe and protected. May you be happy and peaceful. You can mix it up a little. May you be free from stress and anxiety. May you be joyful and at ease. Just saying these words and imagining this, and you, as I said, you might have memories or images or colors or something may happen inside you as you do this. Just let it be there and keep saying these words over and over, your own words. What do you want to wish to this loved one now? What do you want to wish for them? And notice how you're feeling inside, having thought about this loved one. And now we're going to kind of reverse this and see if we can send it from them to us. So imagine that they turn around and they start to send it to you. See if you can take it in as they say, may you be safe and protected. May you be happy and peaceful. 
meaning you. May you be healthy and strong. May you be at ease. Taking it in, feeling the possibility of receiving this kindness from this loved one. Is it possible to take it in? And it may or may not be. Just noticing how it feels. You might begin to shift the words over to, may I be safe and protected? Breathing as you do this. And you might imagine that your heart is kind of expanding and opening and the kindness is moving through your body. May I be healthy and strong. May I be safe and protected. May I be at ease. What happens when I send it to myself? Do I have a reaction? No, I don't deserve this. Do I have an openness? Just notice what's here. If there's kindness here, let it be here. If there's words you want to say to yourself, say them now. May I hold myself in loving kindness. May I one day open to kindness. May I accept myself as I am. Breathe and notice, taking it in. And if kindness is here, just really basking in it, like, oh, I can be kind to myself. And if it's not here, and something else is here, you can say, for whatever it is I'm feeling right now, May I hold this too with kindness for whatever it is, including nothing at all, whatever it is I'm feeling right now. May I hold this too with kindness. And breathing and sensing and just offering whatever words. And you can imagine If we're sending it to ourselves, you can go back to that loved one sending it to you. You can send it to yourself, imagining kind of it moving from your heart out through your body. You can even imagine, I think Matthew mentioned this, sending it to yourself as at another time in your life. Maybe there's a time you really needed it or you really had it. 
May I be safe and protected. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be at ease. What do I want to say to myself? Say it now. So for the next part of the meditation, I'm going to leave you to sending kindness wherever you feel drawn. If it's felt useful to you to keep sending it to yourself, keep going here. And it actually works the same as the mindfulness practice. When your attention wanders away and you get lost and spaced out, just come right back but come back to the phrases, to the feeling, to whatever is happening inside your body as you offer these phrases. So you can send it to yourself. You can send it to all your friends. So let your mind get creative. Who do I want to send it to right now? My friends my family members, the people I work with, all the people at Spirit Rock, everyone in California. It doesn't matter. Just see where your creativity takes you right now. Using phrases, may you be safe and protected. May you be happy and peaceful. How about this? May we be healthy and strong. May we be at ease. Where is your heart drawn? You might just want to go back to your dog. That's fine too. And you might want to try someone who might be hard. What happens when you send it to the person at work who drives you crazy? or whoever it is. So play with it for a little bit and keep checking in, checking into your body, checking into the feeling. Holding space for yourself wherever you are. Just do a few more minutes in silence with it.
for the last couple of minutes of the meditation. Where are you called to send the kindness? Maybe it's to people you don't know who are suffering in the midst of war or pain or sickness. Maybe it's to your family. Maybe it's to yourself. Where are you called to send kindness? And what are the words that you want to say to ease whomever it is you're sending it to? Maybe you want to send it to the animals, to the oceans, to the earth itself that so needs our kindness right now. Maybe I need it, you need it right this moment. There's no better or worse place to send it to. It's all about the cultivation of the loving heart. So just see, where am I called? And offer whatever words you want to say. You might say, may all beings everywhere, without exception, be happy and peaceful and at ease. And then just bring your attention right back into your own body, heart and mind right now. And notice yourself exactly where you are. If you're filled with kindness, great, just enjoy it. And if you're anything but that or any other experience, let's bring some awareness to it. For whatever it is I'm feeling right now, may I hold this too with kindness. May I hold this too with kindness. So I gave you kind of a whole range of way to do this practice. And sometimes we do this practice and we spend a whole period just focusing in on one person or on ourselves. Sometimes it's interesting to just see where you you kind of are authentically drawn to and send it. And sometimes there's a person you choose, like you're working on someone, like, oh God, my relationship with this person is hard. What if I try to send them kindness? So there's, there's a lot of ways that you can use this. And you can also, I think Matthew mentioned this, you can also use this in the midst of your day when you're doing mindfulness practice. You can 
shift over to the kindness practice because maybe you're having a hard time and you just need a little bit of kindness. So there's lots of ways to integrate it and I want to take now the next little bit of time to just see if you have questions specifically about this practice or how it fits in or anything that you want. And so maybe, yeah, Mike would be great. Thanks. So I've been practicing this uh, for a while with somebody who, who keeps rejecting it and rejecting it. So what do you do with that? Um, what do you mean that they're rejecting it? They know you're practicing it for them? Um, yes, I guess so. If I, I make an attempt, I make an attempt and it's not heard and so... I don't know what to do, how much I keep trying to be kind, Mm. even though the actions aren't kind to me, but I keep trying, and then it doesn't work. Okay, so you're, maybe you're trying, your behavior is, you're trying to be kind to a person who hasn't been reciprocating, right, or not taking it in. Is that what you're saying? So have you been doing the meditation practice specifically for them, or just trying kind actions towards them? A little of both, yeah. Okay, so um, you can't control other people. <laughs> just in case you thought you could, <laughs> I'm just going to say that you can't control other people. And there are m- many of us have the experience of really being kind to someone and it's never reciprocated or never seen. Or there's no, it just, it just kind of misses the person. And so at that point, it's beautiful to like to keep trying because how wonderful to live in a world where we keep having keep trying to be kind even when it's hard and then we also need to practice some other things to work with the response so one of the things we can do is practice bringing kindness to ourselves and you know so you can offer okay it wasn't felt over here but i can tune into myself with kindness and we also have a practice that maybe we'll get to at some point on the retreat called equanimity, right? We've talked a little bit about equanimity. It's even-mindedness and balance. And that's where we kind of acknowledge the truth of things and we can use phrases instead that are like, things are as they are. May I be with things as they are. May I be with you as you are. So it kind of balances, it it just brings in a little bit of reality in a sense. So thank you. I see over there. So having the practice inward brought up some fairly intense emotional responses. Mm-hmm. And is that something that you would have to and keep pursuing or something that you have Yeah, great question. Um Sometimes when we send the kindness to ourselves, it can, it, it can be intense, right? We could have emotions, we can connect, is there, oh, okay. Oh, oh, the other mic died, right, 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 got it. Oh, this is good. It is good? It is good. Oh, okay. 
Mike did not die. Um, so we're have, we, we have, maybe we just remember the ways that we haven't been loving to ourselves and then it brings up grief or feelings of I don't deserve it or, you know. So there's a couple of things you can do at that moment when the strong, inten- strong emotions come. And Dana was talking a lot about what to do when emotions are strong. And sometimes there's, it, it, it kind of, you have to be a little bit, mm, a little tuned in like what, see, and see what works. So if you're having a strong response, you might want to bring mindfulness to it. Just kind of let go of the kindness and see if I can bring, oh wow, there's a lot of grief arising. And can I bring a kind awareness to it? You might want to bring more kindness to yourself for whatever it is you're feeling, right? So you can actually like just keep upping the kindness, but it may start to feel overwhelming, in which case backing off is not a bad thing to do. So you could go to your hands or feet or shift awareness of hands and feet, like noticing the sensations, listening to sounds. We want to like kind of calm ourselves down so we can hold, have the capacity to hold what's arising. And that's why I gave you that phrase. That's kind of like the, mm, I don't know, it's the like, it's a really important phrase for this practice, which is for whatever it is I'm feeling right now, may I hold this with kindness. So we have to bring that capacity to be kind to whatever the experience is and notice, is it too much, too little? Can I be with it? If I can be with it, fantastic. If it overwhelms me, I'm going to try other strategies. Yeah. Thank you. Other questions about this practice? Yeah. Oh, right. Thanks. This is, I think, kind of builds off what you were uh, just saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested in the relationship between sort of loving kindness and mindfulness. Are they things that can happen at the same time? Is it one mode or the other, and mm. you shouldn't do both? Or what's, what's the relationship there? Yeah. Okay, so this is just sort of my perspective. Um, you know those uh, those diagrams where they have a vase and, a, and two faces on the side, right? And, it, and you go, it's out of vase, or is that two faces? That's how I see these practices. I feel like they're, um, they're kind of ones in the foreground and ones in the background, and then they can kind of reverse, and they go hand in hand. They're really intimately connected. Embedded in mindfulness is kindness practice. And that's what we keep saying to you when we say just come back to the breath and bring kindness to yourself. And like if you're meditating and you're like, get back to the breath, you're not practicing kindness, right? You want, so, so it's like sometimes people define mindfulness as meeting or experience with a kind attention. So it's embedded in mindfulness and then the mindfulness practice is embedded in the kindness practice. And that's when, like I was just talking about, you might shift over to mindfulness practice when a strong emotion comes up. Um, so then the kind of second part of your question as I was hearing it is, you know, do you do them together? How do, how do they kind of fit together? And what I recommend is, is be specific. Like now I'm going to do a period of loving kindness or now I'm going to do a period of mindfulness, but I'm going to take the last 10 minutes of my mindfulness practice to do kindness. So that's one thing people do. Maybe they start with it or they end with it. The other thing is sometimes you're doing mindfulness practice and you're having a lot of pain or you're having a strong emotion bring in the kindness on the spot. Why not? It's always possible. Okay? Yeah. 
Oh, over here, or I don't know who you saw. Down here. If you don't ask me questions, I'm going to make you meditate, so I would consider <laughs> coming up with something good. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hi. Um, is there anyone off limits for the love and kindness? Um, mm. You brought up politicians, and then I had to take 10 minutes to just calm myself down. <laughs> I was like, Sorry. No, I'm just curious. To see, like, should it be always guided, or can I do it on my own? And then... Like can you do the practice on your own without yes of course you can definitely you, once you get some phrases and let me one thing I didn't say is I gave you sort of the four kind of standard phrases that, that are taught in the Buddhist tradition um, and we teach it secularly the same way um, but uh, you it's a lot of people work to come up with phrases that works for them so if those phrases didn't quite work for you, but you found another way to say it, then let those be your own phrases. But to answer your question, um, yeah, I mean, it might be that somebody is just like too intense to think about and you couldn't possibly today, maybe in 10 years, you can <laughs> send kindness to them, maybe. So so it's not that you'd want to stay away with, from it. It's, it's just you might want to approach it with like knowing what you're getting into, kind of. The other issue that some people sometimes talk about is um, whether or not to send it to people who have passed. And it's really a question for each of us to figure out because if doing it feels really healing, it's a great thing to do. If doing it feels really triggering and, and too intense, it's not a great thing to do. So it's really just like everything we're teaching here, it, it, it's like we're going to give you a lot of instructions and then you kind of tune into yourself and you see, okay, this feels right, this feels off, and you attend to yourself. So, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you okay? Can you talk a little bit about the guilt, right? You talked about there's a lot of things that need kindness, the earth, of people all over. Um, it's hard to, it seems hard to give kindness to myself when there's so many others that we need to give to first. Mm. Can you talk to that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of my favorite quotes, let's see if I can get it without it in front of me, but it's from the um, feminist theorist Bell Hooks. And she says, um, when people, I'm paraphrasing, when people, when she talks about doing a practice, a loving practice, people feel like it's too self-centered. And that, but what she's come to realize is self-love is the very foundation of the loving practice. And all, without self-love, all other efforts to love fail. That's her quote. And I just love the, um, I love the recognition that, like, it, it's, it's, I don't, I think it's, a, it's kind of an extreme because in some ways, many of us find it easy. I think Matthew was talking about it or somebody was talking about it, that, that um, it's easy to send it to other people. We can be so selfless and send kindness out to everybody, but then when we try to send it to ourselves, it's like, I can't do that. That's way too selfish. But um, we need it. We need it. And so it's a little bit like overriding that conditioning that says, no, 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 that's selfish to send it to yourselves. 
It's the foundation of our loving practice. Without it, all other efforts to love fail. Like I just remember that again and again. And, and just experientially, I was one of those people. Like when I first started doing this practice, it was not too bad to send it out to like the whole world. I could send a giant amount of kindness out to everybody. When I tried to send it to me, I was like, oh, not working at all. And I slowly had, it took me a long time, but I slowly was able to get in to be able to at least like a little glimmer of kindness to myself. And then that grew and grew. And now it's, it just, it's like, there's a, there's no, no guilt there because I feel like it, it, it's, it's like we can send kindness out to everyone and that everyone includes myself. And that's so important. So a little bit like saying, trust me on this one, but, <laughs> but I think it's true. Okay, I think we have time for one more in the back. I actually wasn't confused, but now I am. Okay. Um, <laughs> could My <you> pleasure. Just, <laughs> <laughs> could you just say a little bit about what kindness is? Because I, I'm sure that you don't mean that I should go out and buy shoes and get a massage and, you know, just treat myself like that. So... I can think of it in terms of other people, how I would give kindness, but I, I'm just having trouble translating it now. Well, I'm talking more about um, the practice and the... Fe- it's not terrible, by the way. Go get a massage if you want to. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's... I think many of us... Many people are so geared towards serving and helping others that it's at the expense of ourselves. Okay, and so that's why it could be a radical act to get a massage for yourself because you've been massaging 20 other people and never doing it for yourself. I'm just, you know, saying it in that way. But, but what I'm talking about here is the feeling of kindness, this, this ability to turn it on ourselves, to send it to our own heart, to our own body and mind is is equally important as being able to send it out into the world. So it's a little bit, um, it's more about the cultivation of the feeling than the actual actions, although that could also fit. Did I confuse you more? No. Okay, great. Um, all right, so I think that's enough for tonight. And, and feel free to practice this when you feel drawn. Like it's, if some of you will really, it'll just feel like, oh, this is the right thing for me right now. So really follow that. And others, you know, if if it's not speaking to you, that's absolutely fine too. You can even bring it into your walking meditation. You can send it to the trees, the birds, your other fellow walkers, fellow zombies. (laughs) Okay. So let's just take a moment to pause together, take a breath. May everyone everywhere, without exception, be happy and peaceful and at ease. So I'm just going to give you one more instruction. If you were motivated and inspired 
for this next walking period. Go out and do loving kindness walking. When you take a step, may I be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be safe. You can imagine the person that you're sending it to walking along with you. You can send it out into the world. You can be under the stars and send kindness out. Just have fun with it. And then we'll come back in for the final sit, okay? If you want to. Don't leave. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.